can walk around. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Dutch Film Podcast. My name is turning down the levels as I'm talking, which is super inconvenient. <laughs> is that your middle name? or? <laughs> All right, here we go. Hello, and welcome to the Dutch Film Podcast. My name is Gregory Marcus. And I am Erik van Bemmelen. I am not Dutch. And I am. Oh, that took a while to get going. <laughs> <laughs> At least we remember our own names. We did remember our own names this time, and that I am not Dutch, and that you are Dutch. Yeah, yeah, fairly easy. And this is the Dutch Film Podcast, and this is the podcast where we talk about Dutch movies. Yeah, yeah. And about ourselves. Sometimes. And about others. We other- can't help ourselves. And so, welcome back, <laughs> God damn it. I don't know why I'm so tired. It's because we just had dinner, and I'm yeah. getting a real dinner dip, and I can't have coffee before going to bed. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's something for everyone to know. So, if this is your first time listening, normally it's not like this. No, <laughs> only the, half of the time. So but please, just stick with us, because... We're only going to get more energetic as it gets later into the night. So <laughs> we guarantee you. And we have a nice movie to unpack. We have a okay movie that offers a lot of unpacking mm. to do. Mm-hmm. What movie are we talking about? Wilde Muscles. Wilde Muscles. Wild Muscles. Wild Muscles. Muscles in terms of the mollusk, the shell, no. shelled Talk things. about unpacking. Oh, yeah. You got to unpack them. And yeah. Do you do the trick where when you're eating mussels, uh-huh. you take an empty muscle to pull the muscle out of the other muscles? Yeah, I've done that a few like, times. They're like, uh, they're uh, like tweezers? Yeah, <laughs> tweezers. Yeah, yeah. Like a I, little handy tool. I didn't even think about this when I was watching the movie that we actually could spend a lot of time just talking about eating mussels. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And do you ever see them eating mussels in the movie? Yes. Okay. Do you not? Did you not catch it? Oh. It was a very short clip at near the end during the the fair, like the okay. Kermis. Not a Kermis. Yeah. Oh, God, we could even talk about Kermis. Okay, no, so no, much no, Dutch no, stuff. No, no, okay. Come on, no. I, my girlfriend's West Frisian. We got to talk about Kermis. It's, uh, we will mention the Kermis at one point. Is there Let, any Kermis-specific film in the world? In the world. In the Netherlands. <laughs> I think so. Um, probably something like, I can't even remember what it's called, like a Dutch TV series, Mama Lou or something. Pipo the Clown and Mama Lou. That's my like, Kermis, like traveling circus type of vibe. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not going to unpack what Kermis is for the time being. So well, if you're not Dutch, um, just assume it's, you'll, it's you'll, you'll, We'll get to it at some point yeah. in, in, more, in more in depth because I have yet to go. So that could actually be a fun mm, special for the Patreon that we don't have. <laughs> uh, maybe we have a Patreon by the time you're listening to this episode or by the time this comes out in... Probably 2022. Um, That could be a fun uh, outing. A good special. Uh, But that's not what the movie is about. But I have stories to talk about Karamis as well, and I've never even been, but it's like a part of my life somehow. Save it, save it. Do we want to talk about muscles? Eating muscles? Let's do the homework first. What's the homework? In what year did the movie come out? 2003. Really? 2004? I, I would assume it's earlier. Was this homework or was this a <laughs> quiz? <laughs> Should be homework. 2003, I believe. 2000. 2000? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Van Godlos was like 2002, 2003. Yeah. Yeah, and their 
more or less the same movie. They are very similar. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so from God Lost, we uh, discussed this movie on an earlier episode of the podcast. Yeah. Um, And uh, what is definitely similar is that it's about a couple of guys who are in their late, probably early 20s Mm, in this case. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that the movie, it's quite unclear when exactly the movie is taking place. So it was filmed around 2000, but... I mean, it doesn't necessarily have a 90s vibe or 80s vibe or anything else because they're all rockers and the aesthetic of a... I think I think it, I think it's of its time. I think it's that late 90s vibe. It'll be, but there's nothing that you could pinpoint it to. Well, uh, God damn it. I almost don't want to talk about anything <laughs> because it feels like work. <laughs> but that could there's something to be said because this film takes place in Zeeland. And I think the idea is that that where they live is a bit of a vacuum and a bit of a dead cultural. There's nothing there. You know, it's that middle of America, dead end life. I'm going to work on the docks for the rest of my life. So time is also extremely relative in this movie. I don't even know over what time period this film takes place. No. In terms of like how many months. No, true, true. And it doesn't even matter. I guess like the whole point of the movie is what it's like to grow up in a place like that and how boredom is like a speaking thing that comes speaking with speaking of boredom welcome to the dutch film podcast <laughs> <laughs> okay uh so 2000 2000 you said 2000, 2000. Ah. eric de brown is the director True. yeah first film yeah this is first film and uh there were quite a lot of famous actors or actors that went on to become famous True. in this uh do you want to read their names the lead is fetja van uwet who plays Lane. We've already seen Fetja van Uet in the first movie we did. Our first episode. Of character. Character. Who's he playing character? The lead. No. Really? I'm glad you're paying attention, Greg. It's the same you're, guy? You're starting to get the hang of it. A Belgian guy. He's Belgian, no, right? No, no, no. Oh. He was not Belgian, no. The lead, the son, act, the son the lead actor in character is the same guy from this movie. Yeah. So that's six years later. Yeah. Okay. He has long hair now, so I guess that's hard to tell. Then. I have... Um, no, we'll get to Greg's musings uh, later on. Okay. Uh, okay, go on. Okay, so he's definitely the lead actor. Um, he's part of a group of friends, which is a larger group of friends. They all listen to loud rock music, um, and they all drive motorcycles. But his two best friends are Frank Lammers, who plays a character called Dan. Who has gone on to have quite an illustrious career. True. As I think an actor. He's definitely right now one of the more famous actors in the Netherlands. Because he's on Netflix. Yep. A big hit show on Netflix on it's, the cover. Yeah. Belgian uh, produced, which is funny because really? the Netherlands has yet to have a hit Netflix show, but mm. Belgium mm. has. And he plays in a lot of TV commercials. Yeah. he uh, He's in the Yumbo commercials, yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 So that's a big supermarket yeah, chain. Yeah. Cool guy. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. great in this too. Yeah. He is actually. Um, and the third guy is Freek Bon. Who plays the character called Jacob? I don't know if I've ever heard the name Jacob during the film, but that doesn't matter. But that's the name of his character. Yeah. And why? Uh, what is he? He's still around. All, all three yeah. of them are still yeah. around. Sure, they're yeah. still acting. Yeah. 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 Sniffing off the microphone. Oh man, low energy levels. Because the last episode we did was like high octane. I did not shut the fuck up. I mean, mom. most of the time I talk anyway, but no, 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 no. that one was a bit much. So <laughs> this is—you've listened back to it and you had to cut down on yourself, or 
No, I don't. I don't edit these things. <laughs> Unfiltered. Okay, so that, so that's the director. That's the three guys. Yeah. Uh, did Eric the Brown write the film too? Yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah. And is he from Zeeland? Do we know yeah, if this is autobiographical? Um, it's not autobiographical, but he is from Zeeland, and he he tried to like um, grasp this whole idea of what it means to be from Zeeland. But it's not like he's a rocker who has led the life of any of these characters. Maybe it's the life he wanted to live. Maybe instead he became a stupid filmmaker. Because it's, it's such a better guy. <laughs> I am really off today. Uh, why did we pick this film? We picked this film because this film is spoken almost exclusively in dialect. Yeah. Um, in Zeus. Indeed. If you watch it in the Dutch version, it's also it also has subtitles. Because otherwise it will be impossible to follow. Yes. And we both boat there are boats in this movie but we're not talking about boats yet we both watched this movie on pate to house yeah house uh rented it remastered version yeah. it looked phenomenal yeah true and i started watching i was like why are there no subtitles i can't put on any subtitles and then sure enough there were subtitles yeah. to for the zeus which i thought was a bit like you could you could do it no, if, if they weren't the, there. No, there are parts where it would be really hard. So what's so interesting, give us, the listener, a history lesson about Zeeland, Zeus. Zeus. Am I saying that correctly? Zeus. Yeah. Zeus. Zeus. <laughs> that did not get better. <laughs> Zeus. Yeah. Okay, so Zeeland is one of the 12 provinces in the Netherlands. We've already covered, I think, Limburg extensively for some reason because it kept propping up in movies, such as Van Godlos, um, Flodder, Flodder in America. Yeah. But now Zeeland. It's one of the southern provinces. It's on the coast. You know what we haven't? Oh, that's not true. Hetine was in Amsterdam. That movie yeah. fucking sucked, though. So <laughs> I forgot we watched it. And we've only watched seven movies. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're covering a new province. Yeah. Um, the province is made up of three separate islands. Uh, peninsulas, I guess, what it's called. No, uh, some of them are islands. I guess two. And I think the others are considered actually an isthmus. What is that? It, it's like a body, uh, a part of land that's surrounded by water on two sides. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's. I I think it might have something to do with the shape. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, there one of them's like an actual island. They're all yeah. actual islands. Well, Silflander isn't. Directly. Okay, that's attached to Belgium. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's never stated in the movie where exactly the movie takes place. But I looked it up. Through, it's filmed in Bruinisse. Yeah. And but through my incredible powers of deduction, mm-hmm. it's the middle island. No, but I think you've looked at the gas station and looked it up where it is. No. The the Gouwe. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, because. They go on the uh, Zeelanderbrug, and they're, I think, riding south to Belgium. Okay, to Oostende at one point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. And, yeah. and then at another point, they're, oh, wait, it's in my Greg's Musing, but at another point, they go to the Delta Works, mm-hmm. which just makes me think that they're in that middle island, because they're not in Gori uh, Overflakke. No, but Gori Overflakke is not part of Zeeland. It's part of South Holland. It's oh. another province, yeah. So they're actually on the top island of Zeeland. What? 
Yeah. I did not know. I Little thought, known fact. I totally thought that that was part of Zealand because I even yeah. texted my friend that's from there yeah. saying, hey, have you seen this movie? He's like, am I supposed to? He's, I'm like, yeah, you know, I guess from you, Zealand. You, you grew up in Zealand. You played in bands. Like, I figured you, have, you would have seen it. He's like, no, no. Mm-hmm. Any good? Yeah. 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 So, but it's Phil Tim Brown, is it? So that's a, it, it, I seriously have to look this up, what the item is called. Are you I not impressed ashamed. that I know Hori or Flake. I've been there. <laughs> okay. I drove there. I didn't drive there. I was driven there. Actually to, very close to where we are right now in Rotterdam. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like it's like, it's like three bridges and a tunnel. Oh, yeah. Oh. Even yeah. to go to Brandisse where this was filmed is only, I think a 15 minute car ride. And the way are you, the are guy you, is... Are you, are you excluding the um, how hard it is to get out of the city? So yeah. it, like, it, If like, we would start moving now, then. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, that's a good point. Because you in the movie, they're all like, oh my God, the city is so far away. Indeed. Oh, I'm not connected that's to That's so anything. funny to me. So I think one of the, the main things in the movie is that they all drive motorcycles. Especially Lane, the lead character, Fetcher van der Wet. This really great motorcycle and his life is basically all about his motorcycle and driving it and trying to i don't know pimp it and and maybe getting a new one and, and it, it's just the, his main focus of his life and he wants to get out we'll definitely talk about this a lot more but he wants to get out of zeeland and he goes to that bridge a few times i think maybe three times and he just turns around before he gets to the like the middle part of the bridge it almost seems like he's physically unable to leave Zeeland. oh like they're trapped like it's some spell really? is cast yeah. over uh, some some like hyper protestant religious uh spell is keeping yeah. people trapped there like to, the to, vote, time, to vote s pay it and, happened uh, i was like hey, he's so close to rotterdam he can see it already he's like <laughs> the way he's driving his motorcycle is probably like 15 minutes and he's in the center of rotterdam he's I, in the city i mean also from there to to Ghent, which is also like a cultural yeah. town. I don't know if it was 20 years ago. Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah, the Ghent's face. It's, like, it's also like yeah. an hour yeah. away. Yeah. 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 When you're in the Netherlands, you're not. You're never far from anything. Only oh. in your mind. So, th- so that's the whole point, right? In their mind, they're far from everything that's happening in the world. But really, I mean, they could just as easily take an hour bike ride to Rotterdam, party there, and go home, right, on the same night. Well, I mean, they should not be driving their motorcycles while drunk. But, but they're doing that extensively. They're doing that Zeeland. anyway. So I guess that's a good point. I guess it doesn't <laughs> matter. I mean, they could go to Bergen op Zoom. They could go to... Uh, that's not a good idea for there. Durgerdam. Durgerdam, Durgerdam. Been there. I've been to Zeeland. I'm trying to impress you here that I've been to Zeeland twice. Oh, boy. I thought that this was relevant for this <laughs> podcast. That I've actually... I've never been to Limburg. No. And I've no. been to Zeeland twice. So Zeeland is... I guess one of the provinces where most people go to on vacation. If you're German. A lot of Germans go. Yeah, but a lot of Dutch people go as really, well. And they, they, they talk, they touch a bit on the tourism aspect. Yeah. Because maybe yeah. it wasn't so bad 20, 25 years ago. Probably well, just as bad. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, the borders weren't as open. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, it was yeah. maybe a bit more of a hassle. But they're definitely shitting on tourists. Yeah. Or one of the guys, the guy that uh, Frank, Lammer play, Frank Lammers plays, he says, why would you want to leave here? It's so good, even tourists want to come here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice area. It is a unique area. It's a very unique part of the Netherlands. Uh, they have their own culture. They have their own dialect. And it's really like, I guess, people 
when I think of the Netherlands, I think of water. Yeah. And I think it's the most watery province. Like water plays such a big part in what Zeeland is. I think, I think North I, Holland, I, I think Friesland. The, I think the sea plays a really important role. The sea, man, but I, I think yeah. yeah, if you were going were, were to go to Friesland or to West True. Friesland. And then the polder plays more of a role. Yeah. Like yeah. there's not so much. This is more the the wild water. And I mean, you uh, of course know about this. I do know quite a bit, and it's in my musings, which I am going to hold back on. So okay, the watersnoodramp. Yeah. What's the English word for watersnoodramp? Uh the flood. The flood. Yeah. 19- That's a boring word compared to watersnoodramp. 1954, the North Sea flood also impacted uh, impacted. Impacted? Is that, is that a word? Right? 1954. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, January something, 1954, I believe. Uh, terrible storm came in, uh, hit hit England first, and then it hit land basically in Zeeland oh. and just tore the place apart. Oh. Like absolutely demolished whole towns, villages. Not that many people died. And I used to, I even used to have a number on how many cows died because a lot oh, really? of cows died. How many people died? Like two hundred. Yeah, in the hundreds, right? Lower hundreds. Yeah, in the hundred, low hundreds. Yeah, ah. not as many as you would. But I mean, you, I not get, like, uh, like tens, tens of thousands of people were displaced. Everyone was. Yeah, everyone ah. had to leave basically, ah. and so it left this province in in ruins. Ah. And. God, it's in the musings on my phone. Okay, we'll get to it. We'll, we'll get, get to, to it. it. We'll, skip, we'll skip it, right? Now. You know what's not in the musings on my phone is talking about eating mussels. Okay. Which we still haven't talked about. Hit me, hit me. Do you like mussels? Yeah. Okay. Have you eaten mussels in Zeeland? No. Oh, you should. Definitely. I haven't even eaten mussels recently, and I really now would like to. Okay, so did you get all the talk they had on mussels and different types of mussels? Especially where the movie's named after, Wild Mussels. No. Okay. At one point, so one of the guys, Frank Lammers, who is, plays a character called Dan. Yeah. I don't know if we ever hear that name, but whatever. Dan. He works in a, in <laughs> for a fish company who gets mussels from the sea, but also I think on the on the coastline they have different types of mussels that they on beds in beds. Yeah. 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 And then he tell, tell, tells them the difference of, of, of wild mussels. When he was walking alone with the, the Jacob character, he, told, he tells him what a wild mussel is. And then Fetcher van Uet Lane is creeping up on them when he just had the gun, has the gun. Yeah, no, I totally... No? I, okay. okay, so we've talked about it's mussels. It's com, comparable to how people talk about, talk about oysters. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the wild mussels will... like. Work as an aphrodisiac, I guess. That's at least what they claim. Yeah, everyone's uh, fucking in Zeeland, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um. Thank you for entertaining a, a small conversation about muscles. Now let's run the plot so we can talk about a bunch of other stuff that doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about a bunch of other stuff that's not the movie. I will preface this by saying this movie was long, and it was too long. You watched it in two goes. Yeah. I watched it in one go. Mm-hmm. This movie could have been 90 minutes. It is two hours. Um, as we've probably already mentioned in a previous episode, we are both fans of movies that are around the 90-minute mark. Not me. I love a long movie, but it has to earn its runtime. 
But even most of the long movies, they could lose like 20 minutes. No, I want... Give, give me some scissors and no, I can... Give me, give me as much. If it's a good movie, I, don't, I never want to leave the world of that okay. film. Okay. No, I disagree. Three, three and a half hours, you got it. Okay, Irishman, not... No, that... It, 60 minutes. Make it into a series. Make it a TV yeah. show. Yeah, make it a TV yeah. show, yeah. <laughs> but no, okay, this movie was too long. No, no. It didn't earn its runtime. So I... Especially def- in the latter half. Mm, yeah. I like the first half better. The first half is very strong. It comes out swinging for oh. sure. And then it, I like the one hour mark. It just dips. All and, the actors it, do their job really well. Like it's convincingly they're, they're playing. They, they're extremely convincing. Oh. Yeah. They're... But yeah, after an hour it dips... And it just struggles to find its way back on track. Yeah. So. Yeah. so plot-wise, what's happening? Not a lot and in a lot of the movie, but that's the point. It's about this sort of the banality of... in time and space where nothing happens and they're just talking about plans, but they never really get to execute those plans. Um, and especially the lead character, Lane, um, I think fairly early in the movie, he's riding his bike, motorcycle um and he meets this guy driving an old american car it's not a cadillac i'm not sure mm, i don't know what it was i, I forget cadillac type of car uh, and the car broke down and he goes up to help him and that guy happens to be from ireland dublin 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 so he instills this idea in him that he needs to go to dublin because that's the greatest effing city in the world we, how, how are we already here in the plot? I, I have a million tangents for this one part. Wait, okay. let's, let's, no, no, no. Let's just run through. Let's run through the whole plot. Let's, we're going to do it. We're going to do it tight. Okay. Pick it up. Okay. Pick it up. Pick it up. I'm, surpri- it? I'm surprised they're not in the ska band in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that would have worked just as well, I guess. Yeah, it would have. Yeah. Okay. So they're three friends. They're stuck in this village in Zeeland. They're in their mid to late 20s. And they basically... They play in a band, they drink, they ride their motorcycles. Okay, we've covered all this. Oh, they're a bit drunk, right? I think. But. Yeah. And uh, Lane, the main character, uh, we learn later is emotionally traumatized uh, by an incestual mother. And, uh, you know, then, case in point, an, an abusive mother. Mm-hmm. He's lost his father. He doesn't really have a, didn't really have a long relationship no. with him. No. Every now and then he goes to hang out with someone who is his father's friend. I could not. I'm not. I was not sure if it was an uncle or his father's friend. One of one, one or the other. Yeah. I, th- I think they called him uncle at one point. Okay. But, no, so not th- sure. That could be. You know. I. I. Yeah, I it could I, be. It could be. I both. expect yeah. to be called an uncle for your unborn sure, child. Sure, Uncle you know? Greggy. Yeah. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 it's and then it's the most cliche um, story, more or less. It's, it's, it's these guys trying. Or Lane is struggling to get out. Um, Don. The other friend, Frank Lammers. Uh, okay, so Frank Lammers, uh, so Dan and Jacob, yeah. they're playing together in a band. Yeah, they're in a band, yeah. yeah. What type of rock would you call this? Mm, just alternative rock. Just alternative rock? Yeah, okay. just generic alt- alt-rock. Alt screaming. Yeah, yeah general late, late 90s alt-rock, yeah. 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 Okay, so they're in a band together. Frank Lammers is a drummer. Um, I think, I'm not even sure. What does Jacob play? Bass guitar? Guitar. Ah, okay, um, but he writes all the lyrics, so he's the poet of the village. That's how they call him, uh, and he has this little booklet all the time with him. Obviously, before mobile phones, and he just writes all his musings in this book. 
I think those are the best scenes, actually, where he's writing something and he's telling the other guys what he's writing and they comment on it. That's quite hilarious. That feels I, very... I didn't even catch those scenes. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, I also watched this movie like three days ago and it feels like okay. a whole lifetime has passed since then. So, and I also just put everything that I thought in the musings because <laughs> it's like your phone. I'm just gonna, your phone. it's charging. It's, it's charging. a supercharger. Well, we'll get oh, to it. Okay, we'll, okay, we're building okay. suspense. People okay. are people are dying to know what Greg's musings. musings for this goddamn film that they've never seen are. So they play in a band, and like any rock stars, they dream of getting to the big city. Ostenda is somehow is like a. F- they no, but that's play? a festival. That's a festival. So that's a motorcycle festival okay. that they no. want to go to. And is so, but okay. So, but Lane is the main character. Mm-hmm. Don seems to be a bit complacent. Don is fine where he's at. Yeah, he says as much a few times in the movie. Like, why would you want to leave here? Yeah, no. Jacob is the romantic who for sure he falls in love with an Iranian Iranian girl. girl yeah. Yeah, yeah, did you catch the joke that they make? The first see them walking on the on the street. Something Iraq, Iraq, okay, yeah. Iran. So they say like they're foreigners. Can't you tell? And then one of the guys already knows where they're from. He says, "Yeah, they're from Iraq." And then the other says, "No, Iran. Uit Irak, Iran gekomen." <laughs> so Iran <laughs> means here too, <laughs> but it sounds really similar to Iran. So uit Irak, Iran gekomen. <laughs> no, no, I did not clock that joke. I clocked the conversation. But yeah. <laughs> I didn't get that joke. A very specific joke. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Jacob's the romantic dreamer, mm. but he seems a bit like he's a bit scared. And he is not originally from Zeeland. Oh. They will tell him time and time again. Like he's an outsider. Where do they say where he's originally from? Maybe. No, I don't think so, no. But he, but he does have an accent. No, but not the Zeeland accent. Because they um jumping in the plot now, but they try to do a robbery at some point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they then say they tell them, you're yeah. the one without an accent. You yeah. have to talk. Right, yeah. Which is weird, because they're doing the robbery in Zeeland. Please use the guys with an accent. <laughs> Yeah, that, I, I actually thought in that conversation they were telling the other guys not to speak in their dialect so that they none of them can be placed. But now, now I see it's the other no. way around. Okay, they is that it for the movie? Like, yeah, okay, so da, 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 it's, a, it's like a classic coming of age story that is very specific on a, one at least one of the guys, two of the guys who really want to leave Zeeland. And as I already mentioned, he seems to be like physically unable to leave Zeeland. When he go to Oostende, to the festival, which is in Belgium, he cannot go because he just has trashed his motorcycle. Um, at one point, he follows his girlfriend-to-be, or his wannabe girlfriend, as he goes to the city to um, where she's studying. But he turns around on the middle of the bridge. And even at the very end of the movie, he finally seems to be able to leave. And he turns around. He turns around again. He's too scared. He is scared. He is scared. Yeah. He yeah. thinks he's tough. And and he they try to... So he meets this... Basically, he seems a bit confused to maybe where he wants to go. Mm-hmm. But he wants to go somewhere. And then he meets this Irish guy yeah. whose car is broken down. And he has a bit of a trip. There's a bit of a trippy dream sequence. And the guy is telling him to go to Dublin. Because Dublin is the end-all, be-all. Do you think the guy drugs him? 
why is he why is Lane seeing all this trippy stuff? He's he's in like an Irish pub, which is more like a science fiction scene. I don't think I don't else. think he's been drugged. I think it's just like kind of weird direction, weird writing that he's just trying to Eric the he's so is trying impressed. to like yeah, he's like trying to convey uh what's going on in the mind of mm-hmm. of Lane. Like what he's picturing is so outlandish, like literally alien instead of just a normal Irish pub. <laughs> Bless you. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I don't think he's been drugged because the because like then he come he wakes up from the dream or less and the Irish guy is like, hey man, like yeah, I need to go, man, yeah, you got to go, you know. <laughs> and so now he has a, a, a vision, he has a goal, he has, he wants to get to Dublin, which we will unpack later. Let's just get a little further in the plot. Uh, and he's struggling financially. I mean, he works at this on the Verf at the ship Verf, no. um, where they build. And repair ships, basically. And so he's not making a lot of money. And then at a certain point, he gets the brilliant idea to rob a bank. Mm -hmm. And then they, or as his friend calls it, an overvalletje, (laughs) a little robbery. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine that bank has that much money. No, 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 no. No. You see that scene two times of the robbery. Once, as he envisions it, and it's a lot of violence, and they end up shooting the woman, like the. The old lady. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's such a common like trope for bank robbery scenes where they like show it once being no. successful or like, or, or going well, wrong. Going wrong in a different and then, way. And then they yeah. show the accurate, the, like how it actually goes. Yeah. yeah. And then they don't seem so tough at all. And they end up shooting Frank Lammers. And down. yeah, he accidentally like, yeah, gets shot himself. So in that bank robbery scene. Okay. I'll talk about that in terms of the plot of development in the movie. It's kind of leading to that. Like that should be the climax of, Either he succeeds or he doesn't succeed. Yeah, because and if he then succeeds, he money, leaves. And if he can... doesn't succeed, he's stuck or they get arrested or they get in trouble or whatever. And the band that the other guys are playing in, they can finally record their CD. That's the plan. Yeah, I guess back then you still needed a recording studio yeah. and recording was relatively expensive. Uh, but it doesn't work. The bank robbery doesn't work. And, it, and it's so... It happens so fast. Mm-hmm. Both scenes. It's a minute, maybe, in the two minutes in the story. And then and then we're on to the next thing. It's like, oh, the bank robber didn't work. No. They bring no. Frank Lammers to the ocean. They throw salt water on his woman's sea screen. And it's okay. <laughs> and it's fine. Yeah. Like and, no. and then there's there's like a jump in the story because I guess they all have maybe a bit of a falling out after the bank robbery. And uh, Jacob is now dating that uh, Iranian girl. Uh, Elaine had ruined things with the girl he was seeing. I forget her name. The redhead. Yeah, I can't remember her name. No, no. And and then Don is now with her. And then no. basically we're at this this Karamis festival. They all kind of reconnect, rekindle. Don and Lane fight it out. No, no. Jacob joins. They more or less make amends. But now, in the meantime, um, so Lane's mother has a husband, or at least, well, a boyfriend. Sounds really weird because the guy's fucking old, um, and he's the owner of the ship wharf where Lane is working at, and she wants Lane to take over the wharf. Um, is he the old guy that hits his head and falls in the water yeah, and dies? Yeah, and that's after the Mussels Festival or the the Caramus, right? I can't remember if that's before or after. I think it's after the okay. Karamis. Um because that's when 
that's basically when uh, uh, Lane has a change of heart and he takes over the Verf and he just seems complacent and he's happy and he gets it all up and running again and it's going well and he's happy and it's fine he doesn't need to go anywhere Hmm. now I don't know because now I'm trying to think what the impetus is for him to then try and leave again like he burns down oh no no the guy dies wait no the plot gets rarely. Do you but, know? No, but I, I don't know where, where you're where you're trying to go. So you're talking about the, the moment where basically Dan Lau has stolen the girlfriend of Lane. Yeah. 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 And what happens next? You mean? Yeah. What happens after that? I don't know what happens directly after that. No. But what what is the moment where Lane is like um where he's like I'm fucking out of here. And he torches his like houseboat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He yeah. torches his houseboat. He hops on his motorcycle. He's ready to go. Still, once again, he turns around. I I think it's because I think it's after that he has it out with Don, where they fist fight and they kind of like. I think he has this realization that they're all on separate paths, kind of, and so he's like, "Oh, I'm just then I'm out of here. I'm gonna go. Like I'm gonna do it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah." Because he, he he can't get the girl. He doesn't want to take over the wharf. Yeah, because he had scared the girl off because he told her, I'm going to move the double in, but I really want you to come with me. And she oh. says... Are you I, crazy? I, I, Are yeah. you in love with me? And yeah. then he says, well, 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 love, such a stupid thing. Something like that. Like some super immature... I mean, they're not painting the, the Zill, the people from Zeeland as very romantic types. Well, let's be honest. I don't think there's going to be a single Dutch film that really is. Uh, well, this is extreme. Pre- Present romance. Uh, okay, but this is literally her asking, "Are you in love with me?" And he just says, "Love is stupid." Yeah, well, boys are stupid. Yeah. Uh, okay. Lane tries to leave. He comes back. His friends are playing a, a show at some bar. He rolls in. Everyone's happy to see him. He starts drinking heavily. They're all rekindling. And reconnecting and kind of coming back together. But Lane is in a very fucked up mindset. He's, he, he's extremely wasted. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get to the end here. Okay. Wow. Um, and then we'll just go talk about whatever. He's extremely wasted. He has the gun still with him, which wow. has one bullet in it. I don't know. Wow. I, I, and then they're playing Russian roulette, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Wow. And everyone goes. Don goes. Jakob walks away. He says, no, I'm not going to do it. There's a few older punks that show up that are kind of pressuring Lane into oh. doing it. Lane is yelling and screaming about something, some revelation about how he's so excited to go to Dublin to open his yeah. cars and uh, the garage. The garage uh, slash bar. Yeah. yeah, but he has a name for it. <laughs> the too. Celtic. The Celtic. I don't know. And then he puts the gun to his head. He's screaming and yelling. He's so excited. Like, this is the, you know, the first day of the, tomorrow's going to be the first day of the rest of his life. He Mm. pulls the trigger. He shoots himself in the head. He gets buried. Don sails off on the boat. Oh, wait. You did not catch the, the writing in the little notebook of Don. But he, Lane, writes in a notebook right before he shoots himself. Yeah, yeah. And he says something along the lines of, I tried to get out, but I couldn't. Well, now I will get out, but with um, dirt on my 
on my back so or dirt on my belly something like that something. wait what he, he he sort of consciously chooses his death by this russian roulette game so this was purposeful this but wasn't it, an accident it is implied i think that he because of how he writes in the book in the little booklet that he that that dan uses for his lyrics I really, or, uh, I really fucking half paid attention to the most of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Jakob, by the way, Jakob, Jakob's uh, book. I totally forgot that, or I didn't, I didn't catch it. I'm not saying I, it's I, like a hundred percent intentional, but he is definitely. I think he himself knows that after trying to leave three times, and he he's like really unable to do so, that this is the only way that he can actually leave and relieve himself of. Whatever stress he's feeling. I won't call it a suicide per se, but it's it's not an accident. Okay, yeah, no, did not catch that. I think because he Jakob reads the notebook pretty much like right after yeah. this, 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 the sheen, yeah. the scene where he shoots himself. Yeah. And I was just so bummed that that's how the movie ended. I'm not a fan of the ending. No, no, it, no. I, I texted you. Ugh. <laughs> like, I really did not need that ending. It's a th- three-character review. Ugh. It was really, it's just so, I was just so not in the mood to see someone's, like, life tragically uh, ended like that. No. There's no. no. And now the fact that it's a suicide, I guess, makes it a bit easier for me to swallow because then it's a conscious choice instead of just, like, a horrible Mm. accident out of drunken stupidity oh, yeah. fuck it, was it really, is tragic it was a very tra- it was really tragic a ending. bummer yeah no. i really did not like the ending and i really did not want him to die no no and it's a stupid yeah it's a stupid way to go it's the I dumbest no. way and but like, jacob is not participating in this game right then he then they mentioned that he's an outsider they said well once an outsider always an outsider you don't dare to partake in this Russian roulette, you dumbass. Which I think is a very good idea for him. Oh, wow. It really goes to show how much I did not clock in this film. Maybe because of... Maybe because of the the Zeus, yeah. I'm I'm sure, yeah. You probably didn't catch a lot of the the Dutch words and then you only have to go by the the subtitles, which were not great, I have to say, at some point. No, yeah, no, they weren't weren't wonderful. And and then the final ending, Don is out on the boat, basically... He's going to continue his life there. And Jakob picks up the reins and he hops on his motorcycle and he gets out of town and yeah. drives across the Zeelanderbrug yeah. and Don sees Don him. Don sees him and he's, da- and he's just content with it. He's like, yeah, yeah he's that's like, what you should do. Yeah, that's the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a bit of a nice ending that like, you know, the yeah. friends go on with their lives. But yeah, it's... Well, that, what I think is interesting about movies that in a way it's like, it was a bit plotless at times. And it's, I think, intentionally calm. Extreme, it, it meanders just As like a, this fucking podcast. Just yeah, everywhere. <laughs> That's funny. But also, this, if you, this, if you this episode the, has the same energy as yeah. the movie. Yeah. It's about boredom in Salem. Yeah. <laughs> but if you like, would mention a couple, a couple of plot things that do happen. There's a suicide. <laughs> There's one of one of their their Tra- homes gets burned down to the ground. There's a tragic death. There's incest, which is incest. super small and yeah. it's just like there and you're just supposed to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean there is a lot of stuff happening, but it's really below the surface. I think that the movie does a really good job of like 
touching on some like big big themes but not necessarily seeing the characters deal with it oh. uh, because they don't talk about anything they just talk about uh beer will always be beer and uh yeah <laughs> that was a that was a good line where they're just like total uh clerks type jane saw bob sitting out in front of the bar uh, just talking shit that's a good thing about beer it will always be beer, beer is always beer yeah uh and, okay. they're, and they're smoking um they're making joints out of muscles yeah yeah uh. that's don's thing like he grinds them up because yeah. he gets like an extra high or something yeah. from them yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean well he is mixing the, mixing it with shag it's not yeah. just like pure no. uh ground pure muscle up, pure build yeah. muscles okay we've run through the plot Let's take a break. Cool. We want to get better at taking breaks. Okay. And then we'll come back to... You will now listen to, a, hopefully, a commercial about muscles. Or you'll listen Probably to... Probably not. You'll listen to our <laughs> theme music, which this is episode seven, but I made the music like two weeks ago. <laughs> okay. See you in a bit. Yep. Yes, we are back to the Dutch Film Podcast, where we are talking about... Wilde Mossels. Wilde Mossels. 2000. Erik de Bruin. Film. Set in Zeeland. And we have just run through the plot. It took us almost 45 minutes. <laughs> and we promised ourselves to not do this anymore. It, yeah. We're, we're, we're so really trying to make mm. these um, an hour. This mm. one will not be an hour. No. Sorry, everyone strap in because eric has well thoughts I, well i know okay can so, we can we can we make that in a, a new segment? eric eric has thoughts <laughs> usually it's quiet in his brain but now okay what i what i just thought of um when we were talking about muscles i actually forgot to say why, why the movie is called wild muscles and i think like one of the um uh, the like the, the one of the the what do you call it the 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 sentences, the key sentences, like the key phrases in the movie, which explain the plot or even what the the movie is trying to do, is Elaine talking about wilder muscles and saying, "I don't get why they're wild. They just stay at the same place the whole time, but still they're called wild muscles." That of course is one hundred percent about him. He thinks of himself as a wild guy, but he is stuck in this one place, and he is as much Zeeland as you can be, which will the muscles are as well. That is the movie. That is the movie. You know, whoever thought that you could use, I've never seen the lobster. I don't know oh, yeah. if the lobster, well, the lobster is about, it's not about lobsters. I thought it was about what's the molting or like lobsters, like will shed their shell basically. in for summer, like they have like a winter shell and a summer shell. Yeah, you could say. I thought, about I haven't seen the lobster. It's the plot very quickly. It's about, uh, if people die, they turn into an animal. Okay, so yeah. it was about transformation. No. Okay, but yeah, so a shellfish uh, describing uh, the plot. Of no. <laughs> that, you know, usually we're here to say, like, is this a Dutch movie? Does this talk about Dutch things? If, uh, yeah, for sure. Using a muscle to uh, talk about. For sure. A, 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 a specific characteristic of culture in the Netherlands. Uh, definitely, yeah. It, I mean, it's, it is... It paints it, an accurate picture of something that's really Dutch, or really... Zeals in this case, but I think um, 
that uh, the brown has done a good job of making it universal. So as you said, it could also be like a, I think you said, Midwestern town where nothing is happening and people are just sitting on their porch. Dreaming about moving to the big city. Yeah, yeah, and making it there. And they're not sure exactly what they want to do. Maybe they will start a bar. Maybe they will fix cars. They don't really know. Maybe they'll be in a band. It's the exact same thing, but it's really placed in a super specific Zeeland context. Yeah, and... I have one friend from Zeeland, kind of, and, well, he got out. So okay. I guess it doesn't apply to him. I actually know a guy who was in bands in Zeeland and used to drive a motorcycle. And I guess this is really comparable <laughs> to how his youth was. <laughs> who is this? A guy I used to work with. Oh, nice. okay. No one I know. Okay. No, no. You should have texted him saying, hey, man. Uh, Are you a wilde mossel? <laughs> no, I live in Amsterdam now. Okay, so that. Oh, and then you have another quote here yeah, okay. from the director. The director, I think it's from the Filmkant, um, which is a Dutch newspaper. It's the film. Dutch it's, film newspaper. Yeah, it's it, been around for a long time, yeah, too. It literally means Dutch film newspaper. newspaper. Yeah. Just like this podcast literally means <laughs> the Dutch film podcast. It's so good at doing things literal. Which is funny because the film Krant has a podcast here, but they don't talk about Dutch films. Really? <laughs> no, they talk about like Hollywood films and stuff. Oh, wow. We have to jump in that. We are. Okay. So, De Bruyne, I think he says something that's quite interesting and that touches basically on what we already mentioned. He says, there's a, not a lot happening in the movie, but still you have to pay close attention. And even if you pay close attention, not everything will reveal itself. Um, which I think it's true. Like, there are a lot of little clues. And because they rarely talk about their feelings or they rarely discuss what has just happened in their lives, you're really, as a viewer you're meant to do all that processing yourself so as you mentioned there is actually a very disturbing scene where his mother kisses him in the bed and you're really as a as like watching this movie you're left to your own devices to make of that what you want um to assume maybe his whole life has been like that and yeah that's why he's so traumatized but it's not really on the nose um obviously that's why he cannot handle his feelings with this with this girl who wants to take to dublin when she tells him um, or asks him, "Are you in love with me?" and he says something like, "Leave the whatever Dano on, like love, what you talking about? Love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, what are you going on about? Yeah, yeah, that definitely has to do with his trauma with his mother, but that's never spelled out necessarily in the movie. And um, so, in that Eric sense, I was, a, I was a very lazy, yeah, probably, audience member. Yeah. I should have paid more close attention. It's, it's not like you were making a podcast about it, so." I have musings, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's time for no, no, no. Get to the no. get to the other quote. Okay. Yeah. So he has this other quote, um, which is basically along the same lines that we just talked about. He says the plot is not the driving force or driving mechanism of the movie. It's really about a lot of stuff, a lot of characters that want to do something but are actually not actively doing it. So he says mostly in like classic uh, storytelling, you would have a character who is in a certain position and he wants to go to another position and there's someone opposing him from getting there. But in this movie, there's not really nobody expo- opposing him. He himself is doing that by turning around his motorcycle each time he tries to cross the bridge and he's really inside of his own head and is unable to leave Zeeland. I will give Eric de Brown the benefit of the doubt that... There's a bunch of hidden subtext in this movie that you really need to pay attention to. It doesn't change the fact that it was too long and 
dragged on and you kind of got the point you one could, hour in you got the point and i could have skipped straight yeah, to the part tw- where 25 minutes it was very apparent yeah. like okay Perfect. they're stuck here it's boring no. nothing the fact that they have no. him turning around three times is definitely one too many yeah it's uh that's all i have to say about that no. And now it's time for Greg's Mutes, finally. I mean, people have been waiting for what, like close to an hour now? Almost an hour, yeah. Can you believe it, ladies and gentlemen? If you stuck with us this far. You probably skipped ahead to this part. Oh, to this part? Oh, yeah, no. There'll be like a marker, like in YouTube videos now that say, okay, we just had Eric's thoughts. No one knows what that segment is because it's new. And, you know, they're like, I don't want to try anything new. Yeah, I I want some musings. I don't want to try anything new, but I'm I'm really curious about Dutch film for some reason. Uh Okay. There's a lot to unpack here. We can go go deep into a lot of these. So two hours we're looking at here. Okay, Okay, let's go. Guy kind of looks like Jason London. I don't know who Jason London is. So Lane kind of looks like young Jason London. And Jason London was an um, American actor. He was big in the, let's say, late 90s, early 2000s. Kind of a heartthrob, Josh Hartnett-looking fella. Okay, I'll pull him up on my phone. But what's kind of uh, most coincidental about him looking like Lane and what I just kept thinking of, and mm-hmm. I kept thinking, I've seen this movie before. Yeah, right? Yeah, there's yeah, something there with the long hair, you know, in the face a little bit. Uh, Jason London is the lead in. I'm forgetting the name of the movie now. God damn it! It's called. It's called. People just people pull up are, IMDb people are and screaming <laughs> right now. It's not called Fast Times at Ridgemont High. It's called. It's not called Almost Famous. It's called. It's called Eric. I'll, I'll do your research now. It's called Eric's looking up it on his phone. Jason London. And it's uh, Days and Confused. Days and Confused. That's yep. it. Yeah, that's his most. Nineteen ninety three. It's his most famous film. Uh, Richard Linklater, I think, uh, directed it. Um, also, yep. one of his first yep. films. Also written it. Yep. Incredible movie. Have you seen it? Nope. Oh, it's undeniably one of the best movies ever made. Like, I put it. I put it on my watch list like, since I'm on IMDb already. <laughs> <laughs> Such great content. And so it's set in Middle America, and it's set in the I want to say late seventies, early eighties and it's everyone's graduating from high school this is the movie where matthew mcconaughey has his famous uh you know what i like about high school girls i keep getting older they stay the same age okay yeah, or his, okay. matthew mcconaughey's no, no. all right all right all right no. that's from days okay. and confused i'll watch it okay uh ben affleck's in it really great stacked cast um but it's the same idea adolescents they're becoming adults they want to go out into the world and it's Basically, the movie is set in the last eight hours. Like, the school ends. There's a big party. So it's from when school ends to mm. the morning after the party. And everyone goes through and has to do emotional discussions about... Oh, their new life, their Yeah, they want to leave, you know, yeah. what they don't like about here. Maybe closing the... Trying to close the, the book on old relationships. Maybe mm-hmm. trying to open the book on new relationships or being hesitant to... And so it's just that that trope, but done masterfully. It's really a it's a good movie. And mm-hmm. so the fact that Lane looked like him, it reminded you. I uh, just thought uh, like, oh, this is kind of like I'm watching Days and Confused somehow. Okay, uh, okay, it's a good good companion movie to watch. That was Greg's musings number one, <laughs> and I had it at the very beginning, which I think skewed my uh, viewing. 
Okay. From here for like the rest uh, of the movie. Uh, Number two, about their band. We, you know, it's like an alt rock band. The guitar player plays a PV5150 guitar head into his whatever PV4x12 okay. cab, which is cool because I've been spending a lot of time uh, talking to people about PV amps, which is kind of like a very blue collar amp. Uh, they're very affordable. They never break. That super reliable. Like it, it's, a, it's a good amp to have in a movie. It, it's it's yeah they're it it, they're very cheap well the 5150 is more on the expensive side you can okay. get really cheap ones that work perfectly the band has two bass players which is overkill okay and that's two that's that's one too many bass players no um it's noisy as fuck in the world no. today no. yeah yeah we know what the band's called no. Piling fit. <laughs> oh, we didn't even talk about the fact that Lane has a fish tank in, oh, yeah. in his houseboat that's full of piling. And yeah, pol- piling our eels, everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're delicious. True, true. And at one point, he keeps uh, a rabbit in there that they hit with their motorcycle. And then Don shoots it. Shoots it. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about pointless stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was such a needless Taking, scene. taking care just, of a rabbit for yeah. weeks and then ended up shooting it anyway. Yeah, and then, like, Lane was kind of attached to it. Or maybe there's some symbolism there of, like, a, like Lane was attached to it and maybe he thought he could nurture it back to health. And then, but then he Don, couldn't. But then Don comes in and he kind of ruins everything for him. Just like maybe he thought that he could have had this relationship with that with that woman, but he wound up not being able to. And Don and actually then Don running comes away in with ruins her. And, yeah. yeah. Or not just actually not running away, staying in the exact same Damn place with her. Sometimes that's all she wants. Uh, panty sniffing. Yeah. There's a scene where Lane takes the girl's panties off. He gives them to him. I think it's an important yeah, distinction. Yeah, they're, they're into each other. No. Never appealed to me. Like, I never got no, the like no. idea of arousal from panty sniffing. And it seems to come up a lot. And it's I don't really talk about with it with anyone. I don't, no. I don't go around asking my friends like hey like, you, no just, it's not it's not a thing no I've never heard anybody really talking about it are, are we ashamed or maybe it's a taboo I think people might be a bit Could ashamed be. of it yeah. but in this case like if something like this would happen to one of our friends we would know well I mean his friends know because they watch it <laughs> they watch it happen the four of them are just chilling on the dike yeah oh well you know this is just something that's been on my mind and now I have a podcast and a vessel to discuss you know Okay, so if you want to um, connect you, to Greggy and talk you, about panty sniffing, yeah. you can reach him at? No, we have a Twitter at some point okay, because someone's no, going to make we, it. We do not want this on the podcast channel. This is DM stuff for you. Okay, uh, you can DM me at, I'm presuming we'll be at the Dutch Film Podcast. No, 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 really, on your, on your personal account. I don't want the account being okay, closed. You, yeah, okay, go ahead, DM, DM me, yeah, at, at Greggy, and you can figure out how to spell that. Man. There you go. You can just also type in my name. Okay. Um, after a bit of a cold spell, we had three penises, ah, yeah. one pair of boobs, yep. and a vagina. Yep. <laughs> and the vagina. <laughs> I love how you said that. Yeah, true. And the, the penis um, scene is very good. You see from very far away, you see him. Like why? Scout-like. Why are they naked? <laughs> because they're swimming. Yeah, and they're from Zeeland. They don't care about swimming. Trunks. But they they go swimming again and they wear their clothes. 
Yeah, there were. Okay, so maybe that, that's the thing in Zeeland. You're either naked or you wear all of your clothes. Yeah, that, that, that's how people interact with the water. Fully, fully clothed, they're completely naked. Yeah. So when the storm came around, the water's no drum. It was not a problem to them. Some people were naked, some people were clothed. You yeah, know? that's how we do it. But that, that scene and the scene where they jump off the bridge to go swimming, both confusing scenes. The, the birds are so loud. There's so much ambient noise. Uh, uh, we are we are taping this in the middle of a park, by the way. Yeah, no. we are fully outside, and no. the birds are. There's people barbecuing. There's people watching videos on their phones. It's all. This is what it sounds like. Yeah. This is the Netherlands because it's so. Everyone lives so close together, yeah. but yeah. in Zeeland, you have all the space you want. Too much space, even. Too yeah, it gets but it's boring. Yeah, yeah. And uh, well, uh, so why this swimming scene and the other swimming scene mm-hmm. make the movie confusing is the North Sea is cold. Yeah. But they go swimming twice in... Yeah. They're, they're real men. They're real the muscles. They don't care about a bit of cold. But I can't tell if it's winter or summer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely summer because it's only raining once. This is the Netherlands in the 90s, oh, or God. maybe 70s or 80s, who knows? No, no, it's definitely in the 90s, um, because I have another musing that actually dates the film. The mm-hmm. band that's playing? Yeah. Ah, okay. Uh, do you know who the band is? Oh. Uh, but you you don't go swimming in the North Sea that often, do you? If you mean that often, if it's something I regularly do, no, but if I go to the North Sea, I swim there. Yeah, but in summer. Yeah, but I never go to the beach in winter. I don't go to the beach, oh. like, ever. No. <laughs> but in summer... But if I would live... Okay, if I was brought up in Zeeland, I would live there, I would swim there, not only in summer, but Your also. water people. Yeah, right. They, they you live there, I mean. your water people, yeah. or your Jesus people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> True. We have... There was a good scene there. Uh, Lane is riding his motorcycle down the road at the village, and everyone... It almost looks like he's gone back in time. No. Oh. Because everyone is in their Sunday best clothing, yeah, like Reformed Christians. They look, yeah, exactly. And I think that it must be part of the Bible Belt, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, almost all of Zeeland is. Um, so, but I thought that that was representative of the Christendom of that area. That's the only time that they really hint at it. True. Yeah, because they're definitely from Hotlos. If you don't know what Van Godlos means, listen back to the previous episode where we explained. <laughs> Two episodes ago. Um, okay, the song that's playing is... It's Deftones, My Own Summer, Shove It, off of Around the Fur... Adrenaline, their second album. It was okay. a very big song in the late 90s. And... The Deftones went on to be one of my favorite bands um, with White Pony, where they left kind of their... But they play this track with their band. No, no, no. With it's the a song that's always playing. Ah, okay. But that's not... Um, there's a term for this. Like internal or external music? Like yeah. Is it playing in the actual uh, world? No, no. It's, it's not inhibit? playing in the actual world, but I, I think it really puts... Based on also what they're playing and what's mm. playing there's like club music also playing there's techno playing oh. at a certain, well it's not even techno it's more mm. it's more drum and bass yeah. 
Yeah. So that also is putting it in the Maybe late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, probably 90s. Yeah. No, it's definitely in, in 90s. Okay. Um, the absence of cell phones is a bit like, okay, maybe someone would have a cell phone. Wow. Wow. But I think also the cars, because, do I have that in here? No. But you talked about cars at some point. Yeah. Also in other podcasts. Not the car of the Irishman, not to be confused with the other very long movie at the Irishman, but the Irishman that's in this movie. <laughs> um, when Lane comes home and sees a man, a younger man in his house with his mother. You mm-hmm. remember this scene? Not a young, you know, no. like her age more no. or less. No. When he shows up, there's a Jeep Grand Cherokee in the driveway. Oh, okay. Which is based on that model. I'll say, yeah, that's late 90s early 2000s model. this is the thing that dates the movie jeep grand cherokee yeah and the i was surprised to see it just like there was the minivan in borgman i think it was even a chrysler minivan this jeep grand cherokee jeep is owned by chrysler dodge there are a lot of jeeps in the netherlands but still it's it isn't it is an import yeah okay you know it's, okay. and it's a gas guzzling four by four so i was surprised to see it I think there's one right outside this window, actually. One of my neighbors has it. Well, it's a good car. I've spent a lot of time in Jeep Grand Cherokees in my life. <laughs> Grandma had one. Several friends had them. They were everywhere. Um, okay, Deftones, my own summer. Shove it. Was nice to hear. Don't know if it really fit, but Deftones, a great band. Everyone. <laughs> I said this in Fuchodlos as well. Everyone looks like vampires from Blade or something. For some reason, like that the late 90s, early 2000s, European rock club aesthetic is very... They don't look like they get a lot of sun. No, it's oh. very... Well, the sun doesn't shine here. Well, now well, it does all the time. But back In the movie, there's a lot of sun. There is. No. Well, let's talk about that. What do you think? Because usually you're the one asking me like, hey, Greg, mm-hmm. what do you think of the cinematography in this movie? Uh, well... Hey, hey, Eric, what do you think of the cinematography in this movie? Quite good, actually. It looked great. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. Some of the shots were yeah. really just beautifully framed, yeah. I am actually surprised that this was his first movie and he managed to get enough budget and have like enough of a vision to really pull this off because there's plot-wise, as we already discussed at length, there's not a lot happening at the service. Yeah. And it's just a lot of musings, like both in the uh, dialogue, but also in the way it's filmed. Yeah. It's really, I hate this term, but un-Dutch in a way. Yeah, it, it is extremely different from every other film we've seen in the way that it was filmed. It it almost, it reminded me more of like, kind of like 1950s era, like Hitchcockian, like there's a lot of like no. nice zooms in as well. And he'll, he'll give you the time. That I think that's something that we, maybe maybe we saw it in Borgman, because yeah. Van Varmedon will give you it's the a time. Masterful, it's a masterful choreographer as well. Yeah, he'll he'll linger on a shot and let you take it in. Yeah. And this film as well, there's a lot of time spent just on a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Remember the, the shot when they hit the rabbit? They talk about it for a long time and you don't see what they hit. No, I don't remember that either. Uh, so the, the, We see, have a really selective memories <laughs> of what we remember from this movie. <laughs> We've watched a totally different movie, probably. <laughs> uh, you, you just see them looking down. It's it's uh, comparable to uh, the shot that uh, Tarantino uses a lot. That's one of his trademark shots. Oh, they're People looking, looking into, down into the camera. 
Yeah. 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 So they're looking down. In, I mean, it's obvious that they hit something, something that probably, I assume the sheep for whatever reason. There's a lot of sheep down there. Yeah. yeah. And then it's a rabbit, but he shows the rabbit really like, like half a second. And then they go back to the other shot where you see them looking down. I thought it was really nicely done that they're talking about something. You're not exactly sure what they're talking about. You see all the blood and then it's back up to them. Uh, yeah. No, I did. I don't remember that scene. Maybe I remember the, the, the like the looking down into the camera, but I don't remember that specific scene. Oh. But all in all, very well shot movie. Yeah. Definitely, like definitely some slip ups. I think. I well now apparently I'm just a dumb dumb, but I think the director saying like, oh no, there's a lot of subtext you have to pay attention mm-hmm. can also sometimes be an excuse for like, oh wait no, I maybe just couldn't get everything across that I wanted yeah, to. Yeah, well no, yeah. I will give him the benefit of the doubt for sure. But I, I mean, he I, seems I, to to be a director who, who really thinks about what he's doing. Um, a lot of stuff that's in there is purposeful. And you get a lot of movies from the Netherlands or wherever and where you see a lot of stuff just in the background or whatever and you think, well, this is not thought through to the most extreme point that they could have. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm with you. I just feel like at some points it was his first film. He wasn't super experienced. And I f- there were moments where I could see, okay, he's kind of lost control. Do you have a specific scene in mind? I, I do think that the bank robbery is like the biggest. Yeah. Okay. Of like he's, he, this. He rushes it. He's rushed it. There, there's, yeah. he doesn't, there's no, like, I mean, it's a specific kind of director that directs action. Mm-hmm but you have no sense of space or place or kind of what's happening in that yeah, scene. But in it's the extremely second, chaotic. In the second version, that makes sense because it's supposed to look a bit like, like they're dorks who don't know what they're doing. But in the first version, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, 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 it just, it, it, okay, you know, I guess the excuse is that it was in, everything was intentional because he wanted it to be that way. Mm. But I still feel like in terms Sometimes of just he was like, not in control as much as you would have liked. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's why, okay, you know, he talks about Dublin, you know, okay, whatever, Joyce, you know, you can talk about Ulysses or something where everything is subtext and everything can be analyzed and all these things can be a thousand things and everything's intentional and blah de blah blah But in the end, it's also like... That's not Your, this. your job no, as a, like true. a filmmaker is like to tell a story, no. you know? No. If, if you're not out to entertain audiences, like it's basically just masturbation. Mm, yeah yeah but i mean you can still entertain audiences and make them work a bit more <laughs> i just don't want to <laughs> that's your american <laughs> okay yeah okay this would movie spell everything you know what, out you know this what? is a bit more poetic I'm, I'm, a bi- I'm a big boy this one's on me everyone i uh i didn't pay attention <laughs> um we'll do a rewatch in 10 years the all right now we can get to the irish guy who we can now finally talk about and i'm repeating myself which feels so silly um so there's the irish guy and now we well now we'll get into this i have a strong affinity for ireland irish people and irish culture and music and literature and all these different things and there's some irony here, and I don't know if it's because Eric the Brown has a relationship with Ireland already. I have no idea. I, wow. You know, that's that's not entirely clear. I mean, at one point they're in the car and they drink, they drink Guinness. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the the Irish guy is like, "Oh, you got to drink this. You know, you want to taste my country and, but you know, whatever." 
I mean, Guinness is my favorite beer. I love it to death. And uh, but I, it's also like the most, like the most logical reference you could make to Ireland, right? Yes, like something every everybody would know. Uh, From Morrison, you two. Yeah, Guinness. exactly. Those uh, shamrocks, whatever green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and the guy. It would, like the the funny thing is, in Irish literature or kind of in the Irish psyche, generalizing here, but I think it's well established is everyone in Ireland wants to leave Ireland, and it's something that happens all the time. You, I mean, first with like the potato famine, no. where you no. had all the Irish leaving to go to America, no. and even now, starting the, the Boston Celtics. <laughs> the Boston Red Sox, everything in Boston is Irish and everything from Chicago as well. And South side of Chicago is, you know, it was a predominantly Irish neighborhood until it became Czech and then became Mexican. But the, the, the idea of Irish people is to leave Ireland. Um, there's something, whether it's the economy or just this idea that you're trapped on this Island mm. that you want to it, leave. It mirrors the Zeeland. Exactly. Uh, the, it, the, but, but it's a, it's in contrast to Lane, who wants to go to Ireland, yeah, yeah. which is the opposite. And I think I if have you no idea to, if it's intentional, but maybe it plays into what his either uncle or friend of his father says to him: "When you get to a new place, it's only new for so long. And if you stick around for a bit, it will become the same place as everything." And he shows him a stone to emphasize this point, and he says, "A stone is a stone." Which is similar to what we talked about earlier. One of my favorite Tony Soprano quotes, where he quotes his um, uh, well, psychologist, psychologist, well, psychiatrist, psychiatrist. Thank you, Jesus. That, that did not come to me fast. He quote he quotes her, and she says, "There is no geographical solution to an emotional problem," and that's exactly what he's saying. A stone is a stone. Uh, wherever you go, you will like it at first, but you will have the same problems you have everywhere. And it is, as you say, if he would go, which he ends up not doing, obviously, from Zeeland to Ireland, he will be stuck in another place where most people are also probably quite bored and wanting to leave. It's been a while since I've seen it, but you have, uh, I want to say it's mid-90s, Irish, famous Irish film called The Commitments, which is about a rock band in Dublin, more or less trying to break out you know and like make it famous and i'm not even going to try and guess the plot because it's been 12 years since i've Mm. seen it but i i want to watch that and think like oh you know was eric the brown maybe trying to take something from the commitments and you know turn it on its head a little bit but again you know whether it's the commitments or it's uh days to confuse they're all the stories have the exact or if it's even intentional and i mean but at but at, no the, way of knowing. but at this at this time period in Ireland, like things were not good. Like it was right before that you had the whole like Celtic Tiger when you had all the tech companies coming into Ireland and they had the big boom. Um, so I, I just thought it was it was kind of not that I'm some fucking Irish expert, mm-hmm. but like to watch it and be like, it'd be I don't know if someone was telling me like, oh yeah, I really someone in another one's like, oh yeah, you know, like I really want to go to this one city in America because. Ah, ah. I dream. I want to go to Chicago because I love muddy waters or something. I don't want to play in blues bands. It's like really, like you really don't need to go to Chicago to do that. <laughs> like it, it, it's cold. It's tough. It sucks. Um, Any tips for Chicago? Take a plane to New York. That's a joke I heard recently. 
who told you that terrible joke? No, I think it wasn't some, it wasn't some TV show or whatever. It's a, don't listen to that type no. TV show. Don't listen to that TV show. No. no. <laughs> Cop playing to New Orleans or something. No, Chicago's great. Um, okay, speaking of a Southern accent, when they go to a rock show at that warehouse, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of Confederate flags on the wall. Yeah. Why? I mean, the, the Netherlands is racist and all, but... No, but that's definitely the band's bringing them along, right? It's a yeah. band from the U.S. Are they a U.S. band? Yeah. Oh, I think okay. that's implied. I thought they were a Dutch band, like, trying to kind of co-op uh, no, no, American no. rock and def- roll. definitely implied that that's a... I think it is actually an American band that was touring at that point. Oh, no, I didn't... Uh... I think I read it on a Wikipedia. They played somewhere close by, and they rented a van, drove to that place, drove them back to Zeeland, had them perform... <laughs> and this, uh, <laughs> we have, I'm really curious who that, but it was kind of shocking to see Confederate flags yeah. on the screen. It's been a while since I've uh, when seen I first them. like like when they flashed by in the screen for the first time. I was like, are that Confederate flags? No, can't be. And then uh, like ten seconds later, they zoom in a bit more. And like, yep, yep, for sure. Those are definitely <laughs> Confederate flags on the wall. Yeah. Problematic. Uh, incest question mark because it was so confusing and out of nowhere. I had to write a question mark. Well, it was not out of nowhere. She's already touching him the whole time, telling him he's so muscular. Yeah, but I guess just that scene, it was just... In the bed, yeah, yeah. specifically. Yeah. Um, Although, oh, I would say incest, exclamation mark. <laughs> Maybe it was supposed to be incest, question mark, exclamation mark? Yeah. Exclamation point? Um, Delta Works. Uh-huh. The scene where Lane tells... Oh, I can't remember her name. Deborah? I'm sorry, I don't. I, I have no know. idea what her name is. But with Gurlier. But the the scene where he's telling her that he loves Noortje, her. Apparently, Noortje, apparently. Will von Kalingen plays her. Okay. Uh, they're on the basically this little island that splits the Delta Works. Do you want to explain to the people what the Delta Works are? Because we touched the Vatersnode rump, but we didn't get to. Um, I think the shortest way of explaining it is um, it's preventing from another watersnode ramp from happening. But it's, it's an keep... engineering marvel. That's yeah. what the Dutch are famous for, I guess, right? That's yeah. why we're sent to Indonesia, um, New Orleans, New Orleans. Didn't you get rejected? Like uh, the Dutch government, like the Rijkswaterstaat told George W. Bush, like, hey, do you want us to come help rebuild uh, the dikes in New Orleans? And Bush was like, no, we're good. Oh, they actually did. Did they wind I up going? I went to New Orleans and I saw some very specific Dutch stuff there in the dikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They had biking lanes. I don't think a lot of people bike there. Were, were the dikes in New Orleans also like 33% up, not up to code like the dikes here? <laughs> I hope so. That's some insider information, everyone. Uh, so the Delta Works, yeah. And so that's a really important part of Zeeland is all the flood defense there. And the Delta Works are really impressive they're basically these massive floodgates that cut off these massive river mouths. And if you go a little further up, closer to where we are now, you have Hook von Holland and you have the Mazland Kiering, which is another just massive gate yeah. Yeah. that gets dropped into the water to prevent flooding. And uh, there's this little like shack that all the old men are always sitting out in front of. Mm-hmm. Is there anything special about that shack or is it just a shack? I think it's just a shack, yeah. At one point, they, they hang up this... Sign. Sign. Which says... Luctor et emergent. Which means? Um, to 
Wrestle and Emerge? Struggle and Struggle Emerge. And yeah. Maybe you know an album that yeah. I was a part of called Struggle and Emerge. I do. I have it right here. Look uh, at Amerigo. And that is the motto of the province yeah. of Zealand. Yeah. And so this is... Wrongly attributed to the fact that there was this Watersnoodramp because it has been their motto for way longer than that. Yeah, but so it really fits the Watersnoodramp. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, no, it's it, it's it's too serendipitous. It's like they made that their motto, and then God at some point was like, yeah, "Okay, yeah, show me." Yeah, yeah, good, good fucking <laughs> luck here. Emergo, emergo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, back to back to some Irish stuff. Uh, Norcha, Nor, and she's got a little bit of a young Maureen O'Hara vibe. Who is a very famous Irish actress from uh, most famously from The Quiet Man? Would make sense that yeah, she looks got, a bit Irish. Yeah, and she's got but, the curly red uh, hair, uh, and yeah. So I was thinking, I kept thinking of Maureen O'Hara there. And finally, my last musing, if we've made it this far, everyone, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the mirror mirroring scene at the gas station. Did you clock that? Oh yeah, of course. He sees his old man yeah. standing next to the gas station, and because you see his face, and then. The old man's face, his face, old man's face. You yeah, definitely they're, what he's thinking. The core, there's choreo, or they're, they're like choreographed as well. Mm. Yeah. And you're definitely thinking, okay, if I don't do anything, I'll end up like this guy. Yeah, bored out of his mind in his what seventies, standing at the same spot. And it's funny, is because that's a scene that the Brown really puts emphasis on, but it could have that that one he could have pulled back on, like. He could have just had that existing in the background and like mm-hmm. not zoomed in or just like let it happen. Yeah, and so that's like that's like one moment that I feel maybe I'm using it was a dist- bit on the nose. You mean? Or? Yeah, and so I'm using it to justify my I, my previous statement that uh-huh. he was not always in control because the decisions that he's making of what to show, what not to show, what to emphasize, what not to emphasize. Yeah. He, I think, he was still trying to figure it out. Okay. Um, but now you've sure. la- you've raised a lot of great points where I'm like, oh shit, okay, there was a lot of subtext here, and I, the language was hard enough. Uh, I mean, this specific scene that you mentioned, uh, the mirroring of the old guy and Lane, didn't really bother me. But I get what you're saying. I mean, it, that's definitely a hard point to miss. Like, why are we seeing this old guy time and time again in this scene? Oh, it's because he's afraid he will turn into this guy. Yeah, yeah, clear point. Um, let's play. Does Eric know Zeus? Oh, nice. Do you have one? Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. You have to pronounce it correctly, otherwise it's it's impossible. Okay, what does it mean? And now what? Anuva. Anuva? And now what? And now what? No, I did not catch that. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Hold on. Fucking vamp. Uh, talk about nothing. Um, I'm gonna look it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you're. you're mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't need elevator music. Mm-hmm. Uh short. Where's short? Short. 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 There he is. All right. Uh, fucking second person today to send me that. Reading my text messages. Da, 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 da. It's great content. Ooh, okay. I'm, I, I would have had yeah. to cut all that out. Yeah, of course. Okay, we're back. I have found the word that I was looking for, which is in the movie and is the song that they play. It's the last song that the band plays at the final party. Okay. And it is Umu Manu. Umu Namu. 
<laughs> Sorry, no, I did not catch this. Okay, and so this is a Zeus term. Okay. And like and my girlfriend translated it like to normal Dutch. Who mooten who moot Yeah. It's like how how are we supposed to get like what's what's next? Where do we go from here? Mm. Who mooten nu? Oh, who moet het nu? Yeah. Okay, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. What do we do now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that is a Zeus term. Oh, yeah. And uh, I knew that it existed. This none of this is fucking interesting. Why do we have this goddamn podcast? Because my friend Stuart Oberman, who runs a record label called Nausklar, mm-hmm. has a sub label oh. called oh, really? Umunumu. 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 <laughs> and so Nausklar is also a Zeus expression, yeah. Yeah. which means done now come on yeah knock it off okay yeah. so Nausklar. that that was it everyone um done now nusklar 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 how do i say it nusklar i would assume nusklar yeah i always say noose but no it's nus and he has one new one for me and it's called moko moko anyway Whoa. Okay. anyway that was does eric know zeus <laughs> apparently not <laughs> it was really the question is does craig know fucking zeus <laughs> Okay, so this can blend right into our new segment. Which is? Klotzek. Oh, Dutch bad words? You haven't even heard. I, I, we got, we got, I got theme music for Dutch bad words. Oh, wow. And so, I haven't even heard. Okay, so cue the music. No, no, no. We do Dutch bad words. Klotzek. Now I have to edit it. No, it's okay. Dutch bad words. Yeah, that, okay, that's an easier edit now. Okay. So now we are in the section of Dutch Bad Words, and I was really curious what you were going to pull for me. Okay, so I have quite a few options. Um, so I, I, th- I thought long and hard on it, what, would be, what the best one would be, and I picked a Zales one as well. So does Greg know Zales? We will find out. I actually, we found that out about two mm-hmm. minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was in the movie Twice. And I did not know this word, I think, before watching this movie. So it's also a new one for me. Gosternokker. I think the, the sentence where, where you hear it is Gosternokker Panama Pokker. <laughs> Something like that. I'm probably not pronouncing this in the right way, but. Okay, go on. What is it? It's goddamn. Gosternokker. Gosternokker? Do you have it yeah. spelled out? Yeah. Gosternokker. Gosternokker. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Wow. We right? should we should have had Short as our guest for this episode. Yeah, he could have translated yeah. all this stuff for us. Yeah. He probably doesn't even need subtitles. Call him in, call him in. Yeah. No, no, he's not gonna pick up. Yeah, he doesn't do you, want to hear do from you me. want uh, do you want a second one? Yeah, yeah, hit me with it. It's not your one. Ah, it's a booger boy. Booger boy. Snot means snot and jonge means boy. Yeah, yeah, there are quite like older classics in there, good wife, clothesark. Yeah. We know. Yeah, they hit the hits, you know. Yeah, horse dick. Horse dick. Yeah. yeah. We actually haven't had that one yet, but that's a good one, Pardon Will. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Did you see there's a new building built in Zeeland and everyone's calling it the Lul building because it's the, oh, yeah, because the, the way it looks? I mean, that's amazing, right? How could that happen? <laughs> you should definitely look this up. If you're listening to this, Google this. <laughs> the, the the architect or whoever built it, there's a quote from an AT5, not AT5, but like NOS or something. It's like, yeah, you know, if, uh, if that's what people see when they look at it, like, that's fine, but uh, that's not their... Uh, that's their oversexed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that was Dutch bad words. I think so. Do we have other... Uh, do we have... Do we have Greg... Uh, does Greg know Dutch? 
Do you have a? Oh, I mean, you've passed a test. Yeah, when he was flying. Yeah, Mark, okay. Right? You know, we're, we're actually. You gonna... want another one? Oh uh, well, yeah, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> Maybe you have one. Wilderick. Wilderick. Yeah. Wild Rick. Yeah, almost. Yeah. I picked this because my name is in there. Wild Eric. No, it's a, it's a wild man. Wild man. Is Rick a man? Oh, or is it just like a generic term? Yeah. Like Dick and Jane or like a... Yeah, yeah. John, Joe Schmo. Stomme Rick. Stomme. Wild Rick. Yeah, well, no. I know someone named Rick and now uh, <laughs> poor guy. Okay, so that was it. We've run through all the segments. We've done everything. Yeah. We're coming up on 90 minutes. Maybe maybe it's time to wrap it up. New, Nascar. 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 Born to be wild muscles. What do we think of the movie? I think I liked it a bit better than you did. I was, uh, because I've seen it, like most of the movies we're discussing, I've seen it probably like 15 years ago. Um, and I had it in my head that, that I liked this movie. And then I started watching it and I had only your ugh to go by <laughs> because you watched it before me. So I was like stepping into the movie, not expecting too much. And then I really liked it. But I agree, like, I think starting the one hour mark, something like that, the the movie dips a bit and it could definitely lose like 20 minutes. And then the end, it did, like the last maybe 20 minutes is fine again. But there's somewhere in the middle where it feels a bit stirless and not in a good way. Yeah, not in the way that maybe he intended it to. Yeah, that's what I mean. No. I did like the movie. I do think it's worth a watch, especially if you, I mean, we judge these movies both on did we like watching it and also does it say something the dutchness the dutchness the zealousness mm-hmm. of it the zeelanderness of it and yeah this movie has a lot i think it stays very true to to zeeland i think he yep. ha- i think he eric the Brown really conveys an affection for true. Wow. the the area i think the movie is also quite well loved in zeeland which also says something. Except for the two friends that I asked that yeah. are from there, if they've watched it, they said no. <laughs> they probably don't like movies. They, they should listen to a podcast about Dutch movies. Yeah, they should. Not this one, though. Someone else should make one, probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you are Dutch and you're listening to this and you are always curious about Zeeland more than Zeeland, oh, we didn't even talk about those. Well, they're not in the movie. No. But Zeeland is really good. Maybe there will be in another movie. Yeah, in another movie. We talked about food enough on this. Yeah, we could have talked about muscles more. I have a really good story about making muscles. But um, yeah, so if you're Dutch, watch it. Definitely. Have some, try to understand Mm -hmm. Zeus for once in your life. You know? Make an effort. Yeah. It's one of the 12 provinces, man. They've had some hardship, they've had storms. Make an effort. Just really, just like get out. At We're in Rotterdam, and it's a stone's throw away. It is. It's it basically is. Rotterdam. We, sh- we should have taped this episode. We and, could no, have no. driven, and no problem. No. There would have been much less noise, more more no. cows and sheep and motorcycles. Apparently, no. <laughs> this movie does say a lot about Zeeland. I was very appreciative to watch it and to hear Zeus. Kiek. Nice. Kiek. That's how they say kijk. Yeah. They kiek. Watch. Yeah. No. Well, now, movie, now we got to watch a Frisian film. We will try to. And we got to find one. And we'll, then let's watch like a real Amsterdam film, huh? Okay. I will. I will pick one. No problem. Okay. There must be a, a, a bunch. Or, why not a, a real Utrecht film? You're from Utrecht. Do you know what movie was filmed in Utrecht? Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Okay. Now it's Clara. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>